Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You know, my favorite thing about the movie is like it feels like a like a movie. Welcome to a special review episode of What the Fuck is Happening in the Podcast. Uh, these special review episodes are my favorite because we get to talk shit. <laughs> That's a lie. Two out of the three that we've got released, two out of the two, really, have been positive. I didn't and mean then talk. The Black Adam one. You guys Hilarious. talk shit, but that was in the end of the normal episode. I mean, I didn't necessarily think talk shit as in talk bad about movies. I more meant talk shit as in we're saying absolute bullshit, just pulling shit from our asses. Opinions we have no right having. Exactly, I mean. yes. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. My favourite opinion to have. Well, that's all your opinion. <laughs> mean but accurate. <laughs> um, okay, so yes, today we are reviewing the 2022 film... Bones and, and all. <laughs> which when you say it in an Australian accent, this podcast is just me making fun of Australian accents. When you say bones and title. all in an Australian accent, it's kind of hard to like... Bones and all? <laughs> yeah, like it's kind of... And, well, I was, cause I, was telling my, my, I was telling someone that we were seeing it mm-hmm. and I was like, they were like, what's it called? And I was like, bones and all. Mm. And they were like, bones and all. What's bones and all? <laughs> and I was like, no, bones and <laughs> All. <laughs> <laughs> bones and all yeah look yeah because the american accent has like a hard d and it does and i also think they speak slower than we do australians just fucking like a thousand miles a minute if i can million miles a minute exactly right. anyway so, so this, as is a, always, this is a spoiler spoilers this is a spoiler episode um without you i made the decisions on spoilers uh in these episodes these review episodes so if the movie is within a week of release or has yeah, within a week of release, we'll spoil it. If, for example, the movie doesn't come out for another month once we when we've seen it, then no spoilers. Okay. I'm mostly saying this because I plan on reviewing Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery uh, next week, but it doesn't come out for another month on Netflix. I feel like... We can just do the review and then release it in a couple of weeks. No, I think we do a non-spoiler. No, I disagree, but we'll talk about this afterwards. No, we'll so do for a, today, we'll do, we'll do a light spoiler, oh meaning no major plot twists or anything, review of Glass Onion, and then we can talk spoilers on the pod when the movie comes out on Netflix. I don't know how I feel about that, but, but that's we'll, what, you don't we'll have argue. a choice. That's what we're doing because we need to have it out a month this before. Is a 50, because the further fifty. This is a democracy, Nicholas. There no. are two hosts What's, the, what's here. the podcast name of last week's episode? This pod is not a democracy. Ha! Correct. But it is. So whether you remember it or not, I, it was still a gotcha moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, and then because the the further out from release you put the review out, the more interest it has to view it to like audiences. Okay. That's I understand, but I don't like doing not example, spoiler reviews because how much we talk all, about everything. Bones and all. I don't, bones and all. Okay, anyway, yes, bones and all. We're Comes talking out about this it. This Thursday in Australia, this review is going up the day before release. Lucky hose. Not because we're on any press lists. <laughs> or are because we? Because I won tickets to a pre-screening. Nicholas always wants tickets to pre-screenings, though, so we basically are on a press list. You can tell we're reviewing this at 9, 10 p.m. because she just said Nicholas wants reviews of this. 
Nicholas Did Wong's really? tickets to reviews as this. Did I really say that? Something like that. Wow. Okay. Well, instant playback would be good. Anyway, um, moving on. So we are getting it out a day before. Anyway. Hence, within the week, hence, <laughs> Oh, my spoilers. God. Nicholas. What? I'm saying. No one cares. Yes, they do. I'm saying there's no there's spoilers. Because <laughs> oh, yeah, there's spoilers. Because on Thursday, you can go and see it. So, Bones and All. Um, a movie. Starring Taylor Russell, Timothy Shamamalama. Would you really say it was... Oh, wait. Oh, okay. And Mark Rylance. Oh, is that the, the dude? That's the old guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's... Oof. Who it's starring. It's directed by Luca... Guadagnino. <laughs> we did look it up on pronouncenames.com. Guada- directly Guadagnino. Guadagnino. Right? Yeah. Guadagnino. Written by David Kajanovic. Kajanovic? <laughs> Fuck, I should have looked up that name too. Um, anyway, it's based on the novel Bones and All by Camille oh, DeAngelis. Um, so Luca Guadagnino is the director of movies like? I had no idea. Really? Yeah. You don't remember... Call me by your name. Did you do that? Iconic. Suspiria. Did you watch the Suspiria remake? No, I didn't. It was good. I really liked it. Anyway. I haven't seen the original either. I've seen both. Whack. And they're both good. I'm surprised you haven't seen the remake because it stars Dakota Johnson, who we love. I do love her, but no. Anyway, so what is the plot of the movie? Do you want me to say? There wasn't really one. Yes, there was. (laughs) It's basically a coming-of-age story mm. that just happens to be about cannibals. And the actual narrative... Yeah. Well, okay, the plot is about the character, Taylor Russell's character, whose name is Marin. Marin, yeah. Uh, basically just trying to find her mother because her dad abandons her for being a cannibal. Fair. So she tries. she's on a cross-country road trip uh, who she meets some interesting characters along the way uh, and... And 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 it's basically all to find her mother. The narrative, so that's the plot. The narrative <laughs> of the film is a coming of age story. Yes, about um, coming of age, but also morality, morality, <laughs> and Marin, Marin's. I is guess is it Marin or Marin? I think it was Marin personally. Oh, I just know I like the singer Marin Morris. Well, so. I don't think you should be inaccurate for the podcast, Nicholas. It's Marin, M-A-R-E-N. Well, there you go. Anyway, so the, the yeah the, the narrative is it's, it's a coming-of-age movie and um, it's about general coming-of-age stuff like young love, uh, but what happens when you introduce things like morality and... Uh, Killing people. If it sounds like... There's not really a plot. That's because there wasn't. <laughs> no, it's a, it's very much a slice of life, um, uh, a slice of life character piece. Yeah. So right off the bat, I personally well, wait, okay. Oh my! For God. context, I can tell Maddie didn't like it at all. No, I enjoyed it. So it was a well made movie. Off the bat. <laughs> To gouge interest so that we can move forward in this conversation, I would rate it a seven or eight out of ten. Yeah, I'd probably I'd give it I'd seven, maybe a six point five. What? <laughs> <laughs> it was very well made. There were strong characters. It was very well written. It was very well directed. It was fucking fantastically acted. I just personally 
was extremely A, disturbed, but also B, found it so boring. Okay, so to funny. reword, to mansplain and reword what you've just said, <laughs> you're saying that you didn't like the movie itself. No. But you res- respect, appreciate, yeah. and enjoyed the fact that it made you feel the things it was meant to make you feel. It was meant to make you feel disgusted. I mean, I don't really care about the feeling things. I just respect the fact that they've obviously, like, it was very well done. But you were like, it. Yeah. Ma- I felt disgusted. Sure. Disturbed. Yeah. That's what that's, it was meant to do. That's good. So good on them, I guess. That's not why I liked it, but <laughs> good on them. But you didn't like it. No, okay. That's not why I think it's a good movie, mm-hmm. but yeah. Interesting. I don't know where to start. Um, me either. I well, look, let's just start with complaints. I'll start with say by saying that if Timothy Shalamalam wasn't in it, I would have given it a three <laughs> because it was so boring. Oh, did you think it was boring? I thought it was so boring. I, that's why I asked you how long it was because I was no, like, I this that. has been an hour already. Like, I'm ready to wrap this baby up. Nothing is happening. So, For context, it's two hours and nine minutes long. <sighs> and it fucking felt like it. I would disagree. Really? I personally felt like it was pretty consistently engaging for me. Um, I guess I'm... In the words of Carly Rae Jepsen, you need to surrender your heart. Because <laughs> I was more open to feeling those emotions. That's really fair. And I to would, getting I, swept away by by the young love despite the circumstances kind of thing. That's really fair. I would probably like to say that I personally these days have an extremely short attention span. Yeah. Um, and... I really only watch films or TV shows these days just to be entertained. I don't really want to feel stuff. I'm like, oh, I just – just give it to me straight. Just fucking throw it in my face and then I'll be done with it. And I think that's just because I'm so overwhelmed in my – I know, right? It's because I'm so overwhelmed in my other life that I'm like, I just don't really want to – I don't want to deal with that. So I will say that absolutely me not liking it because it was boring is very much a personal thing and which is why I can say I know that it was a well-made film. I just like – from my perspective of someone who just wants it to be exciting all the time, it's not a movie for me. Interesting. Mm. I, yeah, again, I personally wasn't bored. Mm, exactly. I was, I was yeah. very engaged the whole time. Um, and I actually thought that was probably one of the stronger points is that it was consistent throughout the entire film. It didn't... It was consistent. I, I guess, like... Um, structurally it never dipped for me i would agree like i mean i again like i don't each really scene was important as the next yes i would agree as with imp- that as, as important yeah i don't know, I don't know. It, so it like it wasn't exciting for me but it was like towards the end of the film in the last half an hour i was like oh my god i really need to wee but i'm not gonna leave because everything that happens is like important for the story right and the, i i do agree it was too long they should have worked it down a bit but it's one of those ones where I'm like, I don't really know what I'd remove. Yeah. Um, Maybe some I, I, the middle. only time that I thought it dragged was the ending. Yeah. But then there was a reason for that, to build tension and to yeah. build um, suspense, give the characters everything they want so mm. that you can take it away kind of thing. Oof. Um, it fucking did. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, we'll probably get into. But... Um, so maybe, start off- I feel like we need some criteria for our reviews. Maybe, like, acting... No, I don't think Structure. so. We're just going how we feel. <laughs> well, I just okay. So the acting though was 
phenomenal. 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 <laughs> you started saying phenomenal. I started saying fantastic. So we got to phenomenal. <laughs> and it was I'm phenomenal. For. I'm happy for phenomenals. It was really every single person was amazing. Although I will say, I think a standout was the old guy. Yeah, Mark Rylance. I was so disturbed. disturbed every single second that he was on the screen. I know. He fucking never let up. With and frankly, how creepy he was. The um, his his the nuance in his acting. Oh yeah, I'm and I know I know it sounds pretentious. I'm self aware. The nuance in his acting, though, <laughs> it was it was very impressive. He made you feel terrified. Oh my god. He made you feel sympathy. Oh yeah. And he made you feel a little bit amused every time he talked. I would right say- until the end. His performance in this movie is probably one of the best performances I've seen all year in any movie. Yeah. It was like, and because it was so convincing, like I abs, if I met that man in real life, I'd be like, Ugh, stay away from me yeah. because like, it was so convincing that you're like, is this a real person? <laughs> like, yeah. I know that's a really weird sentence to say, but yeah. Yeah. So it was, oh, wow. As a character, or I guess characters, so because it's a road trip kind of movie, mm. it's very much what types of people and characters Marin meets along the way of her journey yes. to whatever, her final self. Um, so that includes Mark Rylance's mm. creepy character and Timoth- Timothy Shamamalama's character, you know, her mom, her grandma, yes. all that kind of stuff. Yes. Um, and everyone did phenomenal. They did. Everyone did do a fucking fantastic job. Yes. There was... No losers. <laughs> Did you say losers? Yeah. <laughs> um, what was I going to say, though? I was going to say, uh, because of the type of film it is, I could understand people feeling as though some of the scenes were disconnected, yeah. I guess. What do you mean? What scenes? Well, yes, this is a spoiler film, so go deep. I feel like we can't really do spoilers unless we actually talk about the plot, and we haven't done that yet. So should we? Okay, fine. Go. Do it. Generally speaking. There wasn't really Generally. Plot-wise, she goes off on this, uh, okay, Taylor Russell's character, Marin, sneaks out in the middle of the night to, to um, go to a sleepover. Scene. Yep. This is the opening. Uh, and at the sleepover, <laughs> she, she eats someone's She key, lets her intrusive thoughts win. Yeah, she does. And she just... <laughs> like a rib on a bone. Yeah, it like sucks the skin off a finger. finger. It's kind of iconic. Um, and then she comes home Definitely covered in blood. Set and set the tone. Every, well, because as a viewer, you're like, oh shit, what the fuck? Why? Yeah. And then she goes home and she's knocking on the door and her dad is like, oh fuck, it's happened again. And you're yeah. like, oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. this is like a thing. Yes. So then basically, they have to escape the town to like pre-avoid police. Mm. Uh, and it's very, very clear that this is not the first time they've done it, that they've had to do it many a times before. Um, and and Then her dad abandons her. Well, that's the then thing that she goes, off, is that her dad abandons her because yes, he can't deal with... The cannibalism. The cannibalism and the running and all that stuff. And he says he leaves a tape recording where he's recorded a message and uh, her birth certificate, which includes information about her mother which is what kicks off the entire film about her going cross-country to find yeah, him up. Basically. So she goes on a road trip. Um, she meets the creepy dude. 
he teaches her how well, to is, like yeah. smell other This people. is the actual I'm, thing, the only thing I wanted to like say to the audience so that we could oh. talk about it without like sounding insane. Okay. So keep going. Oh, he teaches her how to like smell like other cannibals, basically how to find out who they are. But also as well, he's kind of teaching her how to like smell when someone's about to die because he's like yeah. the only people I eat are about people who are about to die. Um, so he goes town to town sniffing out people who are about to die yep. and then waits for them to die, eats them. In his underwear. It's disgusting. Cuts off some of their hair and yeah, uh, has like a trophy braid. Yeah. Um, and then moves along. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a very creepy person. He's so fucking creepy. She escapes. Yes. And then next she meets Timothy Shalamama's yes. character and so on. And then all this stuff happens. And then well, and then so she and Timothy then stick together. They go on journeys together. They meet other cannibals along the way. And then it ends with... I mean, nothing else really kind of happens there aside from more character stuff on their journey. Yeah, uh, it's all She does come to things. her, the mum. She does get to the mum in the end. The mum is a cannibal as well. Well, it's not even the end. I would say it's the oh, that's it's the right end the of middle. the second act. Yeah, it is actually in the middle she of the She finds film. her mum. Yeah. And that kicks off the... Um, the final act. The final act, which is them breaking up and then coming back together kind of thing. Yeah, well, because Marin kind of decides that she doesn't want to kill people anymore. Um and then I don't really know why she ends up going back to Timothy, though. Is that just because she gets lonely? I don't know. Anyway, and um, and then it finishes with the creepy guy finding her again. Well, no, that's not. It's not that simple. It's yes, it's, it's it, Timothy Chalamet's <laughs> character Lee and Marin find each other again. Uh huh. And they have. Oh, that's true. They decide to live a normal life. They decide to live a normal life and be happy. And they yes. It flashes forward. How long? Only like a month. Only like a month. It happens over three months. Yeah. Um, and well, start, I think it started in May when her dad abandoned her and it finishes in August. Right. So like I said. <laughs> Four months. Um, uh, yeah. And they're living a happy life. Their dream life. They've got a nice apartment. Marin has a job. They're trying not to eat people. Well, that we know of. Um, but anyway, so they've got well, this they ideal of, life. Yeah. Um, and you're watching it and you're like, nice, it's about to end. And then it doesn't end. And you're like, oh, so there's still something fucked up that's going to happen, and the tension builds. And then the creepy guy finds them. He tries to—I don't even know what he tries to do with Marin. Like, he, I think he just kind of wants to be with her. Yeah. It kind of like they kind of well, that make it seem like it. he's going to rape her. They kind of make it seem like he's going to eat her. You're not really sure what's going to happen. And, and well, no, and yeah, like it was the, again the nuance in Mark Rylance's acting. It was yeah. Is he going to assault her? Is he going to eat her? Yeah. Is he going to uh, just be with her and yeah. hold her there and sleep? Yeah. Like what? What is going on? It was terrifying. It was terrifying. Truly, like high Horrific. tension. Yeah, it was high tension. Um, Timothy walks in. They kill Mark, whatever his name is. But in the process, he stabs Timothy, and it finishes with Timothy. What's his what was his character's name? Lee. Lee. It finishes with Lee dying and telling Marin Marin to eat him, which is basically like the final shot of the film is yeah. her giving in to the temptation and eating him. Yeah. And then that's how it ends. So now we've gone over the plot. And I think <laughs> I won't lie, this film has a lot going on, and I don't think I'm gonna fully be able to process all of the meanings and all of the morals until I've seen it again. Or I've read like an in-depth piece about it, mm. um, but it very much felt like throughout the film, 
Lee's character, Lee, yes. Timothy Chalamet's character, was the fully realised cannibal who yes. was at peace with having to kill people yeah. uh, to eat and to, to, to... Well, I think had come to peace with it before he met Marin and Correct. I think meeting her... And her, like her, the way that she was so disturbed by it all actually threw him right back into the being disturbed by who he is and what he does kind of thing. I, I would probably disagree a little bit. I think he, like, in his like minor sociopathic yeah, that's personality, so he was like, I want to train her to become me. Yeah, yeah, that's Which fair. is why when like he kills the gay guy and all this stuff... Oof. It's very, and that's what that's why they end up fighting because yeah. she finds her mother and she's like, "I don't fucking want this. I want to be normal. Yeah, yeah. I wish I died and all this stuff." And he's like, "Just accept it and all this stuff." Yeah. and that's why they break up in the first place. Yes, they that's come back true. together, and he basically agrees to live by her rules yes. and to become her. Yeah, in being a good person, normal, yeah. moral, and all that stuff. And then the final five minutes of the movie is essentially about reversing that and her becoming him. Mm. And accepting the monster she is, and eating him, and it literally took her losing everything, and also like her lover dying, to like come to terms with that kind of thing. Interesting, because she both killed someone, ripped out his heart or whatever. Yeah, and then she ate the body of her lover. Um, and Very, I think that's why he found way more in this movie than I. Well, did. I think that's also why he found so much glee in his final moment. Like yeah. uh, Timothy Chalamet is being eaten alive. And he's crying, but then there's, it's intercut with shots of him laughing as she's doing it and smiling. Yeah, I thought that was screaming. <laughs> I, didn't, I saw Glee. That's um, and I And I kind of feel like it was, in my head, him kind of also being like, I'm dying, but I'm cool with it because it means that yeah. Baron is becoming who she should be. Yeah. Does that make sense? Interesting. And the next shot like, then like intercuts with shots of like the empty apartment and stuff, so it's kind of... Yeah. Assumed that she cleans Please. it all up and escapes and just yeah. continues doing what she's doing. Yeah. Um, that's how I saw it. Interesting. Very interesting. As kind of like a big old... The whole thing was just for a way for her to come to terms with who she is kind of thing. Um, there were multiple other pieces of world building that I was like... <laughs> This is becoming a Marvel movie if they were, like, disturbing an indie. <laughs> because, like, for example, uh, the cannibalism is genetic. Yeah. So her mum was a cannibal. His dad was a cannibal. And everything. And um, you find out, yeah, that everyone who's a cannibal, their parents are cannibals. Um, or well, one of their parents. That's the case with the two of them. <sighs> they inherit it. Yes. I thought it was also said by someone else. No, I don't think so. Um, I don't know anyway. if it was said by those middle guys, but the the one who's like not a cannibal but still is eating people, yes. So it was like supposed to be this inherited genetic thing that they couldn't help. It was like a physical like compulsion to eat people that they and they knew it was morally wrong, but they were like, I can't not eat someone because like the longer, yeah, thing. it was like the longer you go without eating them, the more they kind of said that the compulsion becomes stronger, and so then you do something you don't want to do, like maybe murder someone you love. Who, you love or who doesn't deserve it or deserve. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, and then the other piece of world building that I thought was fascinating was the low-key superpower that they gain from from eating flesh, mm. uh, which is the smelling. Very interesting. Yes. So you learn pretty early on that um, cannibals, like Maddie said, can smell each other. Yes. To identify each other. They can also identify dead bodies and yeah. people that are dying. Yeah. Um, 
and throughout the film you realize that oh but you don't realize you're you're shown that um for example Mark Rylance's character, the evil creepy guy, can quite literally smell like from city to city. Like he can Yes. He can he, he he's essentially tracked Marin's character across country. the entire country. Yeah. Uh just with his nose. So yes. it's like Although what, what an did, interesting piece of world building. They did also make it quite clear that he was like more advanced than most other people in terms yeah, of that specific yeah. skill. But like obviously, like everyone could still do it. They met multiple cannibals across the film, and yeah. every single one of them, the way that's how they kind of identified each other was being like, "I can smell you." Yeah, it's like oh god, that's terrifying. It's like a, <laughs> yeah, in this world, it's like a superpower. Um, it was it was it was odd. It was odd. And the other thing that I thought was very interesting in terms of like world building is that all of them kind of said, oh, we don't meet a lot of other cannibals. However, all of them kind of had the same sets of like rules and there was almost this like society. There's so, an underground society. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like, A, they try not to eat other cannibals. Yeah, it's um, like low-key urban fantasy. Yeah, and the, one of the other things that was, that happened was they talked, that they met two guys in the middle, um, one of whom was a cannibal, the other of whom the cannibal was like teaching to be a cannibal. He didn't have the compulsion, he was just doing yeah. it for fun. Um, and they also, they talked about the first time you eat a person completely bones and all um and that being like a rite of passage for cannibals kind of so obviously there's also that as like a (laughs) yeah um so yeah another thing i found interesting about the film was that this is like i don't know if this is you would pick up on this at all but sexuality kind of didn't seem to be a thing like no like straight and gay shit i feel like everyone was fluid sexually and in this world that luca gordonino built it's just like, yes, there's an underground society of cannibals. There is no sexuality. Everyone's gay for each other. Everyone's everyone's pansexual. Well, it almost stuff. was one of those things where it's kind of like it's so far from the point that they're like there's just no reason to address it. So not just the sexuality, but even they had an interracial relationship and it was very clearly set in the 80s and it's like, well, that would be quite um, frowned upon, particularly in those southern states. And they True. just never – there was no racism at any point. Yeah. So – I think it was just one of those things where they were like, it just doesn't matter, so we're not going to address yeah, it. You know, I, I'm trying to. Yeah, I guess I was trying to articulate that I, I love Luca Guadagnino's directing. Oh yeah, and, um, yeah. His his willingness, I suppose, to remove it from reality in a way. Yeah, I don't know if I'm. Explaining that well, but even, no, like, if you think about those, like, if you like think a, about Call Me by Your Name, even yeah. that has a level of surrealism to it, yeah, and it's saturated colors and yeah. it's almost like uh, paradise, like mm. heavenly, like yes, uh, visuals and shit, yeah. Um, so I guess yeah, I don't know. He's telling this, although I guess like yeah, it's it's a story about cannibals who have super smell, yeah. Like why shouldn't it be in a slightly fantastical kind of? Well, I think it's almost one of those – I think it's, like, almost the true hallmark of something being normalised is they're just, like, it just doesn't even need to be addressed, yeah. you know, as opposed to it's, like, well, it doesn't need to be a key point. They don't need to talk about the sexuality or the interracial relationship because they're, like, it. it that's not the point. the point. It's not the point, so we don't need to talk about it. It's just there, you yeah. know? Totally. Yeah, and – um. If you want to see 
Timothy Chalamet as a bisexual <laughs> cannibal. <laughs> this is the movie for you. It really, it is. I like. I know a lot of people would see that, especially the scene where they kill a gay person. Yeah, would see that and be like, "Oh, he was just pretending to be gay and just making yeah. this guy to do that." But like. I don't know if it's just because Timothy's a good actor and has such great charisma. Yeah. But I felt chemistry between them. Yeah, it didn't feel... And I feel... didn't feel like it was... Well, I think the thing was, is that it was almost, again, because it was so far removed from the point, it wasn't... I, it didn't feel like he was preying on a gay person. It felt like he was using romance in order to kill someone. As a tool. Yeah. And I also think I saw it as this kind of chemistry... And not like a baiting hate crime. Yeah, <laughs> because, no, no. Because, um, so for like the full context of the scene, he woos this guy at a carnival, takes him into the cornfield, um, and they basically start to have you know sexy, sexy times. <laughs> like Timothy literally like finishes him off. Yeah, and then, and then slits, slits his, his throat. throat. So in my head, that's the director and the screenwriter being like, there is attraction there. Interesting. And there's respect there. Interesting. He wanted him to go out on a high, which yeah. just so in this case happens to be interesting. Ejaculating everywhere. See, for me, it felt like a release in a way. Interesting. See, no, for me, the most that like what I took from that scene was actually that he picked that man specifically because he was a dick <laughs> to that little kid beforehand. So to me, it more felt like because because you, you know how Timothy um in the store, the man that he killed, yeah. Like shouted at a woman, so he yeah. was like, "Cool, I'm gonna eat him." Yeah. Um, so that's what it felt like to me. It was like he just picked someone totally. because he was a dick, and then they just kind of like naturally progressed, and then it got to the point of killing him. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I mean, though. Is yeah. That, like, yes. Yeah. But also the actual chemistry between them. Yeah, yeah, that's was fair. very much there, and I also think the chemistry between at the very beginning of the it film wasn't forced. No, it felt like, like the relationship wasn't forced. They didn't just yeah, put yeah, Timothy yeah. in there as a yeah. Um, at the beginning of the film, I also felt as though Taylor Russell's character Marin had like this weird sapphic mm. uh, high school crush relationship going on with the girl who sleeps wherever she goes. Dude, to. I absolutely thought he she was just going to kiss the girl and then she I fucking do. ate her finger. And I think that was fucking iconic because she sticks her friend's finger in her mouth yeah. and you're like, oh, it is gay. Yeah, and then she like sucks all the meat off the bone. Yeah, it was wild. It's iconic, and it's just another thing where I'm like, okay, this world is wild. Um, the world is wild. <laughs> yeah, there was, like, a lot of interesting shit in this. Yeah, it was just, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I personally felt as though it straddled the line between pretentious and a genuinely engaging store, like, film. Uh, it straddled the line and was, like, the best of both worlds. Mm. Um I have a feeling you think it was just more pretentious. No, I don't think it was pretentious because I actually think it was like well enough made that they did a good enough job that it was kind of like, well, even if you do think you're pretentious, like you kind of, that's okay because you're right. (laughs) Like you, you are good at what you've done. Like the movie you've made is really good. Um, Yeah. Like I can see, I'm like, that is very clearly should be an Oscar nom. It very clearly is one of those like, award type of movies see i wouldn't apart from the performances Mm. i probably wouldn't even say it's award bait i kind of just think that's who luca is as a director no i don't i don't think it was i don't think it was award bait but it is like award worthy so if you think about like all of the other types of movies 
that win awards. That's what this movie was. Yeah. Well, specifically <laughs> the acting, I would say. I would I would say how he directed it as well. The directing, fair, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like a lot of the time something that award shows don't take into consideration is whether movies are good because they serve their purpose. Yeah. Or whether they're good because... It's just pretentious. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, like, it for this one, fits in it's definitely pretentious. But for me, it accomplished everything it needed to. Yes. And everything it was going for. And it also made me feel each thing it wanted me to feel. It made me feel disgust. It made me feel longing. It made me feel all of the things that it needed me to. So for that, I think it's a fantastic movie. Um, Mm. Not for everyone. Absolutely not for everyone. If you can't stand slow movies, if you don't like long movies, if you don't like gory movies, do not bother with this film, I would say. Yeah, if you're cool with a uh, character study, then yeah, you'll be into it. You probably will be into it. Hmm. Okay. Do you have anything else? else? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious... I feel like, okay, we'll update our thoughts on the weekend when we record the next regular episode. Because I feel like this is one of those movies where I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going to be like, that was even more powerful than I thought last night. Or if I'm going to wake up and be like, that was even more pretentious than I thought last night. I can guarantee that I'll never think about this movie again. Interesting. I I will. will, This is like, I mean, aside from how disturbed I was by it, I'm... No further thoughts. I would never see it again. I would never buy it. I would never encourage anyone else to go see it. Really? It just kind of exists for me. I would. Yeah. I would think if you like. I wouldn't say don't see it. Well, okay. I wouldn't tell like casual moviegoers to see it. No, absolutely not. Anyway, I I think um, <laughs> I do agree that he should be probably nominated for director because he did manage to kind of use brutalism. Uh, as mm. he did a really good job, he made like the most gory and brutal things like beautiful. I don't know if I'd say beautiful, but I you would, wouldn't no, but I would say that it did it in a way that made it feel like it was serving a purpose. It didn't feel like it was superfluous to have two people eating graphically eating a man you know like it well, didn't yeah, it feel wasn't, it didn't overdo the gore no well not even overdo it i i mean like it felt like it had a purpose every time they were eating someone it felt like it had a purpose in the film it didn't right. feel like it was just oh fuck here's another this is a cannibal movie so here we are eating another person you yeah. know yeah it all had a meaning it all had purpose i yeah that's really fair i think visually the goriness and the brutality of it and the intensity made for a gorgeous film. Mm. Well, I think it added to... Visually. I think what it did was really made you really understand the 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 morally grayness of it all because you have these two characters who you kind of like and you're like... And they're falling in love and they're questioning the things that they're doing and then you watch them eat someone and you're like, whoop, that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. You know, so... Yeah. Okay, anyway. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. I, I stand by a 7 out of 10. Uh, yeah, 6 or 7. 
my one thing that we're never going to be doing on these review episodes is giving anything a 0.5 or a 0.2. Strictly full numbers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think it's a cop out. All right. I That's also fair. think 10 out of 10, like a scale of 10 to 1 to 10 instead mm-hmm. of 1 to 5. I agree. Because then I feel like if you absolutely loathe a movie and hate it and it's the worst thing you've ever seen, it feels more impactful to rate a movie too. Absolutely, no, I do. Out of, like a two out of ten, then a one out of five, well, even though it means the same thing. I totally agree. Particularly when you start thinking about like three out of five as well, it's kind of like well, three out of five probably means it was a pretty average movie, but a five out of ten means it wasn't very good. Like it. Well, a three out of five is more like a six point five seven out of ten. Yeah, exactly. I don't like that. It's yeah, not that. It high. feels wrong for me to rate, rate things one to five. I totally agree. I'm glad we come to such a solid conclusion. Yeah. Okay. If you want to follow the pod. <laughs> you can at WTFIH podcast on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube. All the links are down below as usual. Schmexy. Um, Thank you very much for listening to this special episode. Yeah, follow us too. Oh. If you're curious, <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing because we said spoilers so much, you're only listening or watching this if you've seen it. Yeah. If you've made it all the way through and you haven't seen it, but you're intrigued, I would say see it. It's worth experiencing and just seeing how you react. Because I think people are going to have different reactions to it. They're either going to be, you know, there were some people in the theatre who were laughing at inappropriate moments, whether that was because they were uncomfortable or whether because they were not connecting to it and were not um, engaged, Mm. whatever. But I think I was in the engaged category. You were somewhere between... Yeah, yeah. I would say if you're like me and you need something extremely engaging to keep your attention and to keep your interest and to not make you feel like you're wasting two hours of your time, this is not the movie for you. Interesting. I just kind of fall in between because I can recognise that in myself and know that that doesn't necessarily mean it was a bad movie. (laughs) Okay, well, maybe we should, like, rate things into two categories, like okay. objectively and subjectively. Okay. Objectively, this was a well-made, good movie. Yeah. Subjectively, I still loved it. Subjectively, you were a little less keen. Okay. Objectively, I would give this a seven or eight. Subjectively, I'd give it like a four. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's a good way to rate things, maybe. That's fair. Okay. Cool. I'd give the seven out of both ways for me. Whack. With this one. What did we review last time? I don't remember. Black Panther. Black Panther. That was a solid yeah. high. Objectively, I'd give it an eight. Personally, uh, subjectively, I'd give it a nine. I would agree with that. I might even give it a nine, objectively. Know. Don't worry, darling. So, uh, <laughs> objectively. Objectively. I feel like I've got a backtrack. Don't worry, darling. Objectively, six. Subjectively, seven. Or eight. Because they could have... Fucking done. I'm still not over it. I they could have done so much. I would much. probably agree with that. Although objectively, I might still give it a seven just because, again, I could see the potential in it. So I felt, I feel like it deserves a little bit more. <laughs> but then that would be subjective. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Anyway. Reviewing it based on what we're presented with and reviewing it versus what we feel about it. You know? That's fair. That's, anyway. I guess, I suppose. Are we going to be the first review site, media reviewer that, um, has a good rating system? I think so. Because then, <laughs> the then if viewers sense. are like, as an audience member, I'm more into the subjective stuff. Yeah, that's like fair. The, the feeling stuff. Yeah, that's fair. Then they can go by that. Well, it's almost like a critical review versus an audience review, isn't it? Yeah. But in one. 
And I feel like critical view we're three-dimensional and not enough <laughs> to do both. So fair. Okay. Thanks okay. very much for listening to this special episode of What the Fuck is Happening in the Podcast. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. Mm. 